You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone Philadelphia right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're so glad that you're here with us today. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I'm joined each and every week by my tremendous co-host. He was also the founder and editor-in-chief here at Rocket Sports. His name is Rick Stevens. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right, thanks. You know, Rick, of course, as as all of our listeners should know by now, uh, heads up our Montreal Canadiens coverage at Rocket Sports Media. So, um, eh, a little busy lately. <laughs> Just a little busy. <laughs> yeah, there's been uh, there's there's been games to cover. There's been all kinds of fan interaction. Um, and and the the pool of fans uh, seems to be uh, growing exponentially. Um, you have uh, certainly Canadians fans who can be found uh, in every province, in every state, and, and all over the world. And then uh, uh, the Canadians have become Canada's team. So, um, you know, fans from other teams have joined on board. And then add to that, there seems to be a rather uh, anti-Tampa Bay, anti-Lightning <laughs> contingent out there. Um, so if you go to our uh, our uh, fan page on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash allhabs, surprisingly, you're going to see uh, lots of fans from Pennsylvania. And those include um, Habs fans who are in Pennsylvania, um, as well as as uh, Flyers fans who have and and uh, hockey fans who have jumped on board um, uh, and and just are enjoying the the Stanley Cup final uh, and just uh, enjoying uh, someone put up a fight against the Lightning. It's been it well and put up a fight is right. It's been a very physical series. Yes, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Speaking of fights, though. McGregor versus Poirier 3. It's all set for UFC 264. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. See what see what I did there? I did. Yeah. Yeah. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by a first-round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. You bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first-round knockout, and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, don't worry. If MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
And don't forget, promo code THPN. It's mm-hmm. Very, very exciting. So what we are going to talk about today, um, we are going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup final in our first segment. But first, we, there is a little bit of Lehigh Valley Phantoms news. Uh, I'm pretty quiet on the Flyers front, but uh, big news for the Phantoms with a signing uh, that came in this week. We're going to talk a bit about that. And then, yes, we're going to talk touch on that Stanley Cup final and uh, talk a little bit about how the series is shaping up uh, before we then transition to our second segment where we go around the AHL. We've got some news on uh, a few different franchises in the AHL, uh, an update on Vancouver's AHL transition to Abbotsford for next year, uh, as well as uh, some news regarding the Rockford Ice Hogs and their affiliation with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we also bring a, a, a guest onto the show, uh, a fan from the Columbus Blue Jackets area, um, to talk a bit about uh, some and, and answer some questions that he and other uh, Blue Jackets fans have about the recent announcement of Sylvain Lefebvre being hired uh, as Brad Larson's assistant coach uh, behind the bench in, uh, in Columbus. Um, of course, we uh, on on our Canadians coverage side of things here at Rocket Sports uh, spent many years working with Sylvain Lefebvre when he was the head coach for the Montreal Canadiens AHL affiliate. So special segment there for us, uh, as well as a little bit of t- talk about the Kelly Cup final. Uh, a championship has been a champion, I should say, has been crowned. We'll touch base on that, as well as, of course, uh, give our tribute to uh, Matisse Kivlenix uh, and his tragic passing this week before we send you on your way with a feel-good finale and get you all set for another week of hockey in July. Yes, you heard me. <laughs> hockey in July. Hockey in July. What's better? I know. Well, uh, I think what's better for Lehigh Valley Phantoms fans uh, is the first thing on the agenda, and that is a big announcement this week. Um, you know, Cal O'Reilly uh, Pop has that microphone. You're excited. About I did. This. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just all a flutter over here. Uh, Cal O'Reilly. Uh, no one can deny he was a tremendous captain this past year. He was one of the three co-captains the year prior to that. Um, you know, this past season found him uh, being the 10th player in AHL history to reach that 500 assists milestone. Uh, he was a, a solid, dependable guy for uh, Scott Gordon this past year. Um, and it's uh, it's really my pleasure to say that the Phantoms have re-signed him. You know, he said when we spoke to him at, at the end of the season, uh, availability. He said, you know, I don't know what the future holds with me, but I'm not done playing yet. Um, you know, it's, he's 34 years old. Uh, he's played 899 professional games in North America between, uh, the AHL and the NHL. Um, you know, so he was very uh, adamant about saying, I'm not hanging up the skates yet, uh, but don't know what the future holds because he was only on a, on a one-year deal again. Uh, so Rick, he's, uh, Returning to the Phantoms for his 16th professional season, uh, the captain is back. And I think this is a great move uh, for Cal O'Reilly and for the Phantoms organization, particularly given that they will have a new bench boss. Uh, this at least provides some leadership stability um, from season to season with Ian LaPerriere now taking over as head coach. Well, you mentioned Scott Gordon, and, and yes, there is a new bench boss, uh, but it, it doesn't matter um, uh, who it is. They can recognize uh, what what a veteran AHL uh, player can provide, as well as the, the um, um, leadership and stability that you mentioned uh, that can be carried uh, from from year to year. Um, he's a humble player. He's he's a good leader. Um, he he understands his role. He understands uh, how his career is transitioning, and uh, he knows he can he can still bring value to an AHL franchise. Absolutely. So congratulations to Cal O'Reilly and the Phantoms organization and the fans. Frankly, I think the fans really have gotten behind Cal O'Reilly, um, and. Uh, It'll be really fun to watch what happens uh, this coming season. We don't know yet who Ian LaPerriere is selecting as his assistants. He had he had mentioned that uh, he's going to wait until July when he believed a, a, a full uh, a full stable of candidates would be available to him. So it'll, that'll be the next uh, piece of news that we'll be certainly watching for this month. Uh, but congratulations to Cal O'Reilly. 
So what else is going on this month? Well, we're going to talk a bit about that in the, in the next segment. But right now, Rick, of course, we are right in the heat and in the midst of the Stanley Cup final. And um, boy, uh, Tampa Bay has certainly had a, a dominant hand in this series so far, but uh, with some massive... Uh, Changes in the lineup uh, yesterday. Dominic Ducharme and the Montreal Canadiens came out and 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 stayed alive and extended the series uh, to head back to Tampa in a, in quite an exciting game four. If if you're a fan of hockey, you're watching the Stanley Cup final, regardless of who you usually support. And and it's been good hockey. It's been incredibly physical hockey. Um, game one, um, I believe there's 115 hits uh, between the two teams. Um, and and it's been it's been fast hockey, and uh, most of it has gone the way of uh, Tampa. They lead the series three to one, uh, but the Canadians uh, provided some pushback um, last night. Carey Price, uh, he was uh, he carried the, the the Canadians. He's carried them uh, to the Stanley Cup final, stealing games, stealing series. Uh, he stole the game again last night. Um, a game that uh, the Tampa uh, dominated the uh, the high danger scoring chances, fourteen to four for uh, Tampa. Uh, but yet it was it was the Canadians uh, taking advantage of opportunities, uh, being opportunistic. They got the uh, overtime winning goal, two goals by uh, Josh Anderson, one by newcomer to the lineup. Alexander Romanov playing just his third uh, uh, game of the, uh, the the playoffs. It was a really exciting game. Uh, Habs fans, of course, went crazy outside of the Bell Center afterwards. It was uh, quite loud, quite raucous. Um, and now the series shifts back to Tampa, where you've we're throwing Mother Nature now into the mix. Uh, Hurricane Elsa tracking towards uh, that area of Florida could become an issue tomorrow, as if this year wasn't weird enough. Um, We've had everything else this season, so <laughs> why not a hurricane? Yeah. Um, her, inclement weather and and disastrous weather aside, um, give us just your thoughts on on what the path is for the Montreal Canadiens to continue to keep this series alive. Can they, you know, while we certainly understand winning three more games is is a tall task and it's a stretch. Um, do you believe that the Canadians uh, can can at least take this series to the depths of it? They they need to to just focus on one game at a time as they did last night. It it's uh, it's a monumental task, yes, indeed, uh, for them to win three more games. Um, but is it uh, such a monumental task to win more one more game? Well, maybe not. Maybe uh, if they can get some, um, you know, they they've been getting superb goaltending uh, throughout the playoffs, uh, and and Carey Price will will do that again. Where they've struggled is uh, defensively. Um, the Canadians have uh, have relied heavily on four defensemen. Uh, throughout and and uh, well, they're called the four Clydesdales, and and hmm. uh, Tampa has been um, uh, getting inside on them, getting to the slot areas, getting to the good scoring areas. Uh, they need to um, uh, limit those opportunities, and they need to stay out of the penalty box. Uh, Tampa's power play is uh, is just humming along at uh, about thirty seven percent. Uh, so the Canadians can't afford to uh, to uh, give them uh, opportunities, um, and and on the other end, uh, the Canadians have have really struggled to uh, generate offense, and um, and part of that is the Tampa defense. They aren't allowing anyone anywhere near um, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, and and uh, the Canadians have to find. Uh, ways to get to the net. Uh, that means uh, Josh Anderson. That means Brendan Gallagher. That means Corey Perry. Uh, those players have to get to the net. It's going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Whether it's one game or it's three more games, it's going to be exciting, that's for sure. Um, and as I said earlier, if you want to follow along with our coverage of the Stanley Cup Final, uh, it is 
be sure you're either bookmarking allhabs.net on uh, your internet browser or just follow along at allhabs on Twitter or Facebook. Um, lots of information, game day previews, full comprehensive recaps. There's uh, a great Habs notepad out by Chris G this week. Uh, all sorts of information. Our, our friend and colleague, uh, Ben Dankyu, you know, does weekly reaction, fan reaction videos on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Um, in fact, uh, he was at the Bell Center for Game 3, so takes you kind of right there on the ground in amidst all the fans and really gives you a good sense of the feeling of being at a Stanley Cup final if you want to check that out. So lots of great content. Uh, we welcome hockey fans uh, from all fan bases. When it's the Stanley Cup final, it's just about being a hockey fan, not necessarily rooting for one team over the other. So uh, be sure you're following along and uh, we'll keep you posted as all of that happens. And of course, plenty of Flyers news will be uh, happening this month as well. We'll get into that in a bit in the next segment. Speaking of the next segment, we're going to take a quick break right now. And on the other side, we're going to go around the AHL. We're going to talk a little bit about Abbotsford. We're going to talk a little bit about Rockford. We're going to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets organization and the ECHL crowned a new Kelly Cup champion this week. We'll uh, bring you all of that and more right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Of course, we want you to follow the AHL Report. That's at the AHL Report. You can also follow this podcast at the Press Zone, so you never miss an episode. Um, by the way, Speaking of not ever missing an episode, have you subscribed to the Press Zone yet? Whatever podcast platform you're currently listening on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, or if even if you're listening uh, to the player in the article on our website, just look down and uh, hit that subscribe button. That way you don't ever miss an episode all summer long, all year long, because we're not going anywhere. We've got lots of hockey to talk about. Uh, of course, in this segment is uh, when we go around the AHL and uh, plenty of news to talk about. Uh, the first thing we know uh, that uh, the whole shakeup with uh, the Vancouver Canucks uh, breaking their affiliation with the with Utica, they will no longer uh, have an AHL affiliate in Utica. Of course, Utica is filling that void by now having a new affiliation with the New Jersey Devils. So they will still be the Utica Comets. However, they will be affiliated with New Jersey now instead of Vancouver. Vancouver, as we know, is uh, moving their AHL affiliate geographically closer to the Canucks themselves and uh, have... 
uh, are going to be having uh, a team in Abbotsford. Of course, you remember uh, the last time Abbotsford was an AHL city, they were the Abbotsford Heat. We don't know yet who the Vancouver Canucks, uh, what they're going to name their team. But the news for this week is that all of those things took one step closer to becoming a reality for next season as the Vancouver Canucks and the city of Abbotsford uh, announced that they had reached an official partnership agreement and officially confirmed uh, that the club's AHL league affiliate will in fact relocate to Abbotsford for the start of the 21-22 season. And that's a, that's a big deal, Rick. Like it's, it's, it's fine in theory to talk about these things, but there are actual Uh, forms that need to be signed, agreements that need to be drawn up, things that have to be negotiated and worked out. And so this was the announcement that uh, both the organization and the city did come to an agreement. And now they're able to launch a a season ticket drive, uh, which which they did, and they'll get to work on team names and logos and, and jerseys and all that sort of thing. And for fans, Um, As you said, uh, no more Utica, so uh, fans are going to have to get used to Vancouver fans uh, 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 being in the Pacific Division, a whole new set of teams and players. Uh, that they'll be, um, they'll get used to seeing. They'll, they'll, they'll be seeing. Uh, I'm sure a, a rivalry will develop with the Stockton Heat in Calgary and mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Tucson Roadrunners, Colorado Eagles, and all the Pacific Division teams. Another piece of franchise news uh, comes with the Chicago Blackhawks. It was announced uh, within this past week that the. AHL Board of Governors officially approved the transfer of ownership of the Roxford Ice Hogs uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. Remember, this was, um, Rick, it feels like Chicago and the Chicago Wolves and the Rockford Ice Hogs, there's all sorts of movement in the central uh, in in the last couple of years of course when uh you know Henderson came in uh and and Las Vegas uh, purchased the ownership of the Texas uh not the Texas Stars um the San Antonio Rampage and suddenly uprooted them to Henderson to have the Vegas Golden Knights AHL affiliate closer there then there was but Prior to that, Vegas had shared an affiliation with the Chicago Wolves. There, there was all sorts of turbulence and moving around and very abrupt things. And and so now it's for the Chicago Blackhawks, at least, things are now settling that they have uh, purchased and transferred the ownership of the Roxford Ice Hogs to the Chicago Blackhawks. And in doing so, the Ice Hogs will begin their 15th season as uh, the Blackhawks AHL affiliate. That they certainly will. Um, we actually have a, a an interesting um, segment, not segment, but an interesting uh, part of the show that we're going to get to now. Doing something a little, little bit different today. You know, we we always talk to you about how much we enjoy corresponding with our fans. We love to hear from you on Twitter. We love to interact with fans and followers and listeners on Twitter and answer questions. And this week, um, there was a flurry of that kind of activity this week when suddenly. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets announced that Brad Larson had uh, selected one of his new assistant coaches to join him behind the bench this season for his first season uh, as the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now that John Tortorella is no longer there. Uh, and the news came out that that selection was none other than Sylvain Lefebvre. Um, for our Montreal uh, listeners, Sylvain Lefebvre, of course, uh, spent his last three seasons with the San Diego Gulls as uh, an assistant coach. But prior to that, uh, he was the head coach for the of the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens for a number of years. He was the head coach for the Laval Rockets inaugural season before that, two years as the head coach with St. John's Ice Caps. And prior to that, the AHL affiliate was in Hamilton, and he was the head coach of the Bulldogs. And, and we, of course, covered Sylvain Lefebvre uh, and his teams extensively throughout that uh, his tenure with with the Montreal Canadiens. And so when that announcement came out, Rick, um, lots of, uh, you know, of course, anytime there's a new NHL coaching position that's that's announced, there's a flurry of activity and questions about it. And we started to see uh, some some feedback on Twitter. People were in Columbus were saying, well, we don't know a lot about Sylvain Lefebvre and and. Um, there were fans asking questions. We were 
pointing them in the direction of some of our coverage and some of our YouTube features. Um, but there was a fan in particular who who has his own um, startup uh, hockey Twitter account that he's uh, you know, trying to bring breaking news around the hockey world, but is a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. And he had some some very uh, specific questions. And um, yeah, it was it was really interesting last week to see how quickly we were able to mobilize and, and talk about Sylvain Lefebvre from all of our experience with him. A lot of noise on on social media, and and uh, sometimes that uh, can steer people in a come a, a very wrong direction. And um, so we we uh, thought we'd take the opportunity to uh, kind of set the record straight because we have a real unique uh, uh, view uh, given our experience with Sylvain Lefebvre. Um and and uh, particularly for a coaching staff um, in Columbus now that's that's with Pascal Vincent and Laval Native that's right uh, that uh, had done such a good job with the Manitoba Moose and and uh, and now Sylvain Lefebvre that our experience with the AHL and uh, in particular with the Montreal affiliates uh, we we could have a unique perspective uh, about Sylvain Lefebvre. So we decided to do something a little different today, and we've invited uh, one of those uh, gentlemen from Twitter who had so many questions to join us on the show today as kind of a representative of Columbus Blue Jackets fans and do a bit of a reverse Q&A uh, to ask us uh, for a little insight about Sylvain Lefebvre. Pleased to be joined today on the Press Zone uh, by a new guest. Uh, he is Ryan Lacey, the owner and founder of The Hockey Hound. He's at Hockey Hound Show on Twitter, um, a, an independent uh, hockey NHL uh, Twitter account, uh, soon to be a website uh, covering the NHL and, and breaking news. Uh, so, Ryan, we're, we're so glad that you're here with us today. I'm glad to be here. Um, and really, we, we came to uh, just get to know you recently. Um, you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, am I correct? Diehard Columbus Blue Jackets fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last week, Columbus Blue Jackets fans uh, got a bit of news when it was announced that Brad Larson had selected Sylvain Lefebvre to be uh, an associate coach of his behind the bench. Uh, and of course, there was certainly Twitter was all abuzz about uh, Sylvain Lefebvre coming up from the AHL ranks um, and lots of opinions about how successful he'll be or what what he'll do as an NHL uh, assistant coach and so forth. And uh, you were right in there. You had lots of um, lots of questions. We were really happy to get to engage with you on Twitter and, and answer some of those for you. And as as Rick knows, uh, sometimes we can be a, a bit of an oasis or an island of <laughs> of being able to to bring a, a different kind of aspect uh, when people have questions about uh, coaches like Sylvain Lefebvre. Yeah, I mean, when it, that news broke, nobody from Columbus really knew anything about the guy. Um, there was a few reports that come out, but I got a few comments and stuff um, from Canadians fans that were not very uh, high in his liking. So just being able to come and join the show and talk to you guys a little bit about um, what he could bring to the Columbus Blue Jackets organization would definitely help uh, the aspect from uh, both sides. Well, we're we're glad to uh, we're glad to help, and and um, our our analysis might be a little bit different, or or, or a lot different, polar opposites, in fact, <laughs> than uh, what you might find on social media, and and there's there's several reasons for that, and I think first and foremost is that uh, the Canadians organization and the way they deal with their AHL team now, uh, the Laval Rocket and the current coach. Uh, Joel Bouchard uh, is very different, very different from the way that uh, uh, the Canadians dealt with their their previous incarnation uh, with Sylvain Lefebvre, who was um, head coach of, of the Lavelle for its inaugural year, St. John's Ice Caps before that, and then prior to that, the Hamilton Bulldogs, all AHL affiliates. Um, and uh, and the difference, I think, it's it's and you, to appreciate why it's different, I think you have to understand the maturation of of Mark Bergevin, 
And Mark Bergevin came in with no experience as a, a general manager in the league. And it t- took him quite a while to, to figure things out and to uh, understand how he could be most effective. And uh, one of the, the great things he did was hire very good people. Uh, very good people as his assistants, as his advisors, uh, as his uh, coaching staff, uh, and Sylvain Lefebvre was one of them. But then what what Mark Bergevin did, so what many uh, many of us do when they start out, and, and that's micromanage. And uh, we saw micro, him micromanage the draft. We saw him micromanage uh, in coaching. We saw him micromanage when it came to uh, the AHL uh, affiliate. Um, and, and we know that, that, that led to, to, uh, folks like Rick Dudley and Shane Shirley, very good hockey people, uh, who didn't feel that their input was being respected, leave the organization. Um, and I think it, 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 um, with Sylvain Lefebvre, um, he's a very, uh, uh, loyal person. He's, he was a good soldier for the Montreal um, Canadiens organization, and he followed to the letter uh, what Mark Bergevin wanted. And, and I mean, when I say micromanage, that came down to uh, lineups, who was playing on which line, which defense pairing um, on uh, the power play, on the penalty kill. Those orders would come down from on high. So it was, it was difficult for uh, Sylvain Lefebvre, and, and, um, and, and, the, the focus was uh, primarily on development, on, on teaching. Uh, and, and, and I know that's hard for some fans to understand the role of the AHL. And they want to see winning everywhere in the organization. And that wasn't happening uh, with, uh, with the St. John's Ice Caps. Um, so those kinds of things are different. And they're very different now with uh, Joel Bouchard, who has far more independence uh, and has has uh, also altered the focus more more towards winning. Now, why do we have a different um, take on things? Well, listen, um, in in Hamilton there wasn't much coverage. Uh, there was our coverage. Uh, we had a, a reporter and a photographer at every game, and there was the Hamilton Spectator, the local newspaper. Uh, no Montreal media there. No French media there. Same thing happened in St. John's. St. John's Newfoundland is nowhere near Montreal. Um, it's, it's, uh, as far east as you can go in Canada. And, uh, so there it it was, uh, the St. John's telegram and it was us. We had a reporter and a photographer there, uh, on the road, there was no coverage, uh, at all other than us as we followed, uh, the team going, uh, place to place in Northern New York and Pennsylvania and Connecticut, um, and so we got to know the, 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 the team well, we got to know the coaching staff well, we got to know and uh, understand why things were happening. Um, and, and, and maybe, uh, and, and the other part of it is when you go to an AHL arena, it's not like there's, uh, you know, suites uh, where, the, where the staff can, uh, the, the, the general manager, the assistant general manager, the scouting staff, the development folks, uh, they're not off in some suite. They're sitting right beside you in the press box, and so we got a- we got access to more information than uh, many did, and 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 got to understand uh, um, Sylvain Lefebvre, uh, the type of coach he was, and and the type of position he had in the organization. So, with um, with with that being said, we uh, were really pleased, Ryan. Uh, you know, coming, as you said, diehard uh, Columbus Blue Jackets fans, and, and you've got a, a good following of, of folks on Twitter uh, who are diehard Columbus Blue Jackets fans. And, and there's a lot of questions that you have about who is Sylvain Lefebvre and, and what's he going to bring to Columbus. And so we were really happy to just invite you on the show today to kind of do a, a, a bit of a reverse Q&A. Uh, you, you had a few questions that uh, you said you would love to ask uh to, to Rick and I to uh, be able to explain some some of the the basic big hot topics around Lafabe for your Blue Jackets listeners. So why don't you get started? What's what's the first thing on the top of your list that that you think is really a burning question for CBJ fans? Well, the biggest thing from Columbus Blue Jacket fans is we have a problem um, now that Torts is gone and everything. We have a big question: is who the identity is behind the bench. 
And the biggest question that I have gotten is basically what kind of coaching style the Jacket fans can expect from Sylvain Lefebvre. Well, I'll start. I'll start, and, and I'm sure Rick will chime in here as well. Um, Sylvain Lefebvre is, uh, and I think I even mentioned this in in our in our back and forth on Twitter. Uh, if there's one thing that Sylvain Lefebvre is, he's all business. Uh, he is a very serious coach. Uh, he takes his role very seriously, uh, but he cares very much about his players. He's not. He's you know. He's he's not like Torts in that you know you're not going to see the bombastic emotional outbursts. Granted, he will get angry if <laughs> if if, uh, if the case is warranted. But uh, he is a much quieter, more reserved, internal kind of coach. Um, and he, as I said, takes his role very seriously. As Rick alluded to a few minutes ago, he's very loyal to the organization that he works for, but he's also very loyal to his players. Um, and if he's given instructions and given guidance on, on what the out, the final outcome is, he's going to follow that to the letter. Um, Rick, I'm sure that you, you can offer even some more insight on that. Yeah. The, the, the direction, uh, the style of play, the game plan, all of those things are going to be determined by Brad Larson. That's, that's, that's easy to see. Uh, so Sylvain Lefebvre is going to be, uh, following that, he's, he'll be he'll be loyal that way. However, as we understand, he'll be looking after the defense, and we know that uh, he's a big fan of of puck moving defensemen, of very physical defensemen. He was both uh, in his day, and we saw him the kind of teaching that he did uh, in St. John's along with uh, Donald Dufresne. Uh, Donald Dufresne, uh, now an assistant coach in Ramuski, known as the professor, both Lefebvre and, and Dufresne, excellent teachers uh, for, for the defense. Both are, are uh, Stanley Cup winners uh, mm-hmm. and can pass on that kind of experience. Um, uh, as, as far as physical, uh, um, uh, I remember uh, Sylvain Lefebvre saying, uh, he pointed out um, uh, Yannick Veilleux, and he said uh, th- there's 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 uh, a couple of kinds of NHL players, and there's the ones who run out of their way to make hits and make noise, and and um, um, he said there's there's a player like Yannick Veilleux who when he hits you, and he said that Yannick Veilleux had hit him, and and Sylvain Lefebvre's a big man. Uh, it hurts. You can feel it in your chest. He said, that's what I want my players to do. Um, and uh, so it's going to be physical. Uh, they're going to have to move the puck. Uh, but I think, I, I think he's going to be the kind of coach uh, that uh, the defensemen are going to want to play for. And that comes at an interesting time, too. I mean, with the reports that Seth Jones wants to get out of Columbus, I mean, he's one of the Jackets' biggest puck-moving defensemen. So it'll be interesting to see how he can shape up a uh, defense that doesn't really have that much experience other than Wierenski and Gavrikov behind him. And the, the other key thing with Sylvain Lefebvre is uh, he knows what it takes uh, to, to work hard. Um, he was undrafted and, and made a substantial NHL career for himself uh, out of that. So, so yes, uh, I think, I think certainly uh, he knows how to take uh Players nope. from all kinds of backgrounds and 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 paths to the NHL and and put put a winning combination together. Work ethic is is at the top of of his mm-hmm. priority. Pedigree isn't necessarily um, right. so. I think that that should fit into the group that you have there quite well. Nice. So what is uh, what is number two on your list? What is if 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 coaching style would be kind of the top concern for for CBJ fans? What comes next on the list? Um, you guys kind of touched on a little bit, um, but the next question would be what his strengths and weaknesses are as a coach. I think um, if I can just start off as as far as as strengths and and Amy mentioned this, family is hugely important to him. His yes, own is. his own family, his mm-hmm. own kids, um, but also and, and grandchildren now, and but uh, also. Um, his players are family to him, and he goes uh, out of his way to uh, deal with them as individuals, uh, deal with each player as as an individual, which he he'll remark it was quite 
uh, different than in his playing days. Mm -hmm. Um, He understands the importance of that. and, And we've had players talk to us about um, him, you know, uh, reaching out and, and being involved when, when, when he sees that, uh, they need that. The other thing that's really important to him is, is leadership. He doesn't feel that, uh, leadership, um, necessarily, um, all comes from the coaches that you have to have, um, uh, internal leaders. Uh, you know, he wore an A when he was in, um, Colorado and and um, he knows how important that that is uh, to a team. We saw in um, in St. John's there was uh, a prospect, Canadians prospect that they had traded for uh, by the name of Peter Holland. Peter Holland, uh, pretty talented, skilled uh, forward, um, uh, but certainly uh, didn't feel that he belonged in the AHL and. Um, with Larry Carrier, who was the assistant GM, it was Sylvain Lefebvre that went out and brought in Adam Cracknell, uh, and that seemed an AHL veteran, uh, and that seems so odd to to that he got a lot of criticism from Montreal media uh, and fans about that, and um, and you saw it, how it completely changed the locker room. Adam Cracknell is is uh, uh, he can add offense, but he is a solid leader. Uh, and and when Sylvan went to uh, the San Diego Gulls, uh, you saw Adam Cracknell on that team as well, mm-hmm. providing the, the leadership. And and a, a hallmark of his team uh, was always having good leaders, Morgan Ellis or, or Max Freeberg. These are names you don't necessarily uh, know as stars, but they are exceptional leaders. Zach Redman is another one. Um, Chris Terry, players who can provide leadership, and, and that's... That's something that I think he does best. He he knows how to uh, let his leaders work um, the room. And I, I I would echo that. I think um, I don't I don't know that I would categorize categorize this as a weakness. I would say perhaps uh, on the on the opposite side of a strength, maybe a challenge uh, when getting to know Sylvain Lefebvre or even the media working with him is uh, it's I'll use a word I used a few minutes ago. He's intimidating. Um, he is he is quiet, as Rick said. He's a big man, um, and he knows how to you know kind of shoot laser beams with his eyes uh and and it's he can be a bit intimidating to talk to which i think sometimes unfortunately translates into people think that he's uh, a bit too hard or he's he's not very friendly or and and quite frankly it's the opposite um so i wouldn't call it a weakness of his i i just uh would kind of forewarn people that he's not uh, he's not going to give you the warm and fuzzy vibes but believe me he's he's a he's got a tremendous amount of character one of the things we do at rocket sports is to um train uh, young journalists um and and we we had one in st john's who uh, was at memorial university for for communications and journalism and and uh we put him through our training program and his first assignment uh, was to be the the in-game reporter for the St. John's Ice Caps, and and when he went to meet uh, a- after the his first uh, post-game presser, he went to meet Sylvain Lefebvre. Uh, he was terrified, and 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 I think I think Joe would say I'm not speaking out of school here. No. I think Joe would say the same thing, um, and uh, because uh, Sylvain Lefebvre comes across as very intense, he has a stare. He has a, a very firm grip when you shake his hand. Uh, probably the firm. Uh, the only other one. Uh, the only t- other time my hand's been as crushed that was with John John Beliveau. Um, <laughs> he he can be intimidating, but but it's uh, it's it's kind of a that's that's his exterior. Um, that's right. And and uh, it doesn't doesn't represent uh, necessarily who he is at all. The way that you were describing him right there, it does remind me an awful lot of Torts because he had <laughs> he had that stare that when he was upset and everything, you could definitely tell it. But I mean, he would run you through the ringer, and the thing about that is though is it wasn't because he was trying to be a jerk or anything like that. He was just doing that because he really cared about your progression and wanted you to be the best. Well, I think I I think that's a that's a great way of putting that, and and that was certainly uh, our experience with with Lefebvre as well. Um, and he, and he he has uh, his 
at least from our experience working with him for the better part of probably five or six years, um, for media relations, he's 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 great for media relations. He was always very generous with his time uh, whenever we wanted to talk to him, um, and uh, and so I'm. I'm and and listen, it's tough. It's tough uh, for every after every game. Uh, a coach has to come out and, 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 and meet the media. And, and fortunately on the, the road games, it was essentially uh, us, uh, as I've said, yeah. it was essentially rocket sports. <laughs> we were there every game and um, there was some really, you know, uh, there was tough games, the AHL, you know, I, we, we hear, um, we hear fans complain about uh, uh, officiating in the NHL in the AHL. It's, it's much worse. Um, and so he'd have to come and, and answer our questions every single time, even if they had a bad performance or, or, or refing a bad game. And there was one time I remember assistant GM Vinny Riondo came out and said, um, uh, guys, coach won't be out tonight. tonight. Uh, he feels really <laughs> bad about it. Um, but, uh, just, he, he better not, he was, he was fuming and, and, and rightly so the officiating was awful and he was afraid of saying something, but. Um, he sent the assistant GM to talk to us. And the next game, he was just uh, so apologetic. Well, he uh, even apologized that night as he walked out of the room past us. It he just, just kind of, He yeah. looked and nodded and said, thanks, sorry, guys. Because he knows you're traveling, bad weather, bad conditions, town to town, and, and he knows we have a job to do. Uh, but he, he also has that, that uh, personal sense that, that, um, that, that, that he knows, uh, you know, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't uh, say the right <laughs> things in that sort of ser- experience and, and apologize to us. Um, okay, so Ryan, um, we have time for one more question with you here today. Uh, so what, what would be the last thing that you would like to get some insight on? So another problem that I see Columbus having a lot of is the lack of being able to develop prospects. We've got players like Emil Bemstrom and Liam Foody that hasn't really developed as to what their potential has been. So the next question and the last question I have is how can Sylvain Lefebvre help develop the prospects in the Jackets organization? Well, this is a question uh, that I think I'm probably most excited about us answering because um, for us uh, here, at least at the Press Zone, we concentrate on prospects so much um, that this is kind of really in our wheelhouse. And Sylvain Lefebvre, if there's one thing that he has a lot of experience with, it's developing prospects. Um, You know, for I know a lot of your followers uh, are pretty tapped into the NHL. Uh, For those who do follow the AHL, um, may or may not understand completely the the true mission of an AHL team is that it's a development league. Um, Yes, it's good hockey. Yes, it's competitive hockey. And yes, it's, you know, it's, it's great to go on that Calder Cup run. Every AHL team wants to win the Calder. Um, But First and foremost, it is there as a development league to get your prospects ready uh, when they are able and when they are called upon to transition to the NHL and make an, make an impact for the NHL franchise. So Sylvain Lefebvre has uh, a number of years spent both as a head coach and now the last three years with the San Diego Gulls as an assistant coach uh, in the American Hockey League. So he understands that task uh, very, very well. He understands the process of it from the AHL uh, perspective, but more importantly, he also understands the challenge of developing a prospect at the American League level or, you know, someone coming out of junior or someone coming out of NCAA um, and and transitioning them and their progress from the American League to the NHL. That is a very difficult, it, that is a, a tricky transition to make. Uh, and, and knowing how to properly place and handle and talk to and support a prospect who has been transitioned newly to the NHL is a very delicate process. Um, and there's a lot of coaches who get it wrong, quite frankly. Um, it's very easy to kill the confidence of a young prospect if they're not handled properly when they first come to the NHL. Um, It's also a a big mental game when prospects get shuttled back and forth between the NHL and the AHL, called up and sent down and called up and sent down. There's an emotional roller coaster that they experience. Um, Sylvain Lefebvre understands all of that. 
and he understands the the challenges with it. He understands the process. As I said, he was undrafted. He knows what the tough path to the NHL looks like and feels like. Um, and so all of those experiences and all of those things that he has, uh, all of that that knowledge that he has both used and experienced over the course of of both his playing career and his coaching year years. Um, I believe will be a, a tremendous asset to uh, Brad Larson and the Columbus Blue Jackets as they look to really build depth in the prospect pi- pipeline for Columbus. It was um, it, it was a major complaint of of uh, Canadians fans and and again those who don't follow things um, so quickly they wanted they wanted uh, okay who has uh, who's the household name that uh, Sylvain Lefebvre uh, Donald Dufresne, the, the professor, have have developed uh, for the Canadians organization, and and I'll just say that that um, as far as quality of prospects, Joel Bouchard last year uh, had more quality prospects and in the Laval Rocket than Sylvain Lefebvre had throughout his tenure. Uh, uh, with uh, with Hamilton, St. John's, and Laval. Uh, so that, that was one issue. However, I think the other problem was that, that many of those prospects, uh, Mark Bergevin likes to trade, and uh, that uh, Sylvain Lefebvre would, would develop prospects, and then you'd see them, uh, Jacob de la Rose uh, in Detroit or St. Louis, uh, or Dan Carr in, in, in Nashville, or, or um, Nicholas Delorier in, in Anaheim. Joel Hanley uh, with Joel Dallas. Hanley. Um, uh, Greg Patter in, in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, these aren't, these aren't necessarily big names. The biggest name would be Brandon Gallagher, of course. Uh, but, th- but that's what, what he was working with. And, and there was such a, a uh, a false narrative out there that they weren't developing anyone. So I sat down and, and, uh, one year, I don't even remember when this was, uh, one year of his tenure looked at, um, any uh, players who had played, uh, I, I don't remember what the criteria was. I think it was nine games in the NHL. And, uh, if they had been developed by Sylvain Lefebvre, and I quickly came up with 25 players who had played that particular year in the NHL that had been developed under Sylvain Lefebvre and, and, uh, Donald Dufresne. And, and listen, if there's any, um, any question of, 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 of development and, and his understanding of how important it, it it was, and and as Amy was saying, the the mission of the AHL. It was when um, when the, the Canadians were Canadians affiliate AHL affiliate was in Hamilton, and uh, as an assistant coach, uh, the the Hamilton Bulldogs had Stéphane LeBeau. Um, Stéphane LeBeau was was a sniper. He was. Um, was he a Cole Caulfield of his time? Maybe, um, but he he was he was focused on offense. He was focused on forwards, um, and he was tremendously focused on winning. Well, uh, Sylv- uh, Stefan LeBeau was fired uh, because he didn't understand the philosophy of an AHL team. Didn't understand the the development. Uh, didn't understand that sometimes you have to put players in a position to learn rather than uh, a sole focus on winning because that that just isn't uh, the AHL. So S- Sylvain Lefebvre did understand that and had to make uh, personnel changes out of someone he knew and someone he respected uh, in order to, to uh, make sure that the focus uh, was on development. So I hope, Ryan... Um are you, I, I, are you excited, I guess, from a, from a fan's perspective? Are, are the general sense that you get from your followers, are they excited for, for the, new, uh, the new bench bosses, uh, it, Brad Larson and Sylvain Lefebvre, as they, as they kind of make a new path there in Columbus? Excited, I would say no. Um, <laughs> scared, yes. <laughs> there is a lot of uncertainty going on right now with the Jackets. And hopefully by me joining the show and talking to you guys about Sylvain Lefebvre, it will clear a little bit of the uncertainty up. Um, Based off of what you guys said, he's definitely going to fit in very nicely with the Jackets organization. We are very family-oriented, and the fact that he does bring that is a huge plus. Um, Development, you guys covered that nicely. And like I said, the development from the Jackets aspect hasn't been very 
productive over the last few seasons. So just having him behind there and, like you said, having him being undrafted and knowing what it's going to take to go from basically nothing to the NHL level is going to be a huge um, a huge thing for these young kids coming in, basically not knowing what to expect. Well, and if, if there's any bigger indi- indicator of how important both hockey and family is to Sylvain Lefebvre, when he spent his day with the Stanley Cup back when he won it, he spent his time with Stanley Cup that day getting one of his children baptized in it. Oh, wow. In case you did not know. (laughs) No, I didn't. Uh, One of his children was baptized in the Stanley Cup uh, the day that he had it. So, um, yes, family is a big thing to Sylvain Lefebvre. He's got a beautiful family, um, and and we certainly wish him nothing but the best. We we have nothing but positive things to say about Sylvain Lefebvre. Our experience with him him was always top-notch. We highly respect him. and uh, I know that uh, you've you've seen it yourself because we we talked about it uh, on Twitter. But I will just reiterate to people: uh, check out the All Habs uh, YouTube channel. It's just YouTube.com/AllHabs. Uh, you will find um, there is a feature video, and and uh, if you go to my my Twitter timeline, you'll find it there as well because I just recently uh, promoted it. You'll find a feature interview with Sylvain Lefebvre that we did uh, a couple of years ago uh, where I sat down with him and did a lengthy interview with talking about not necessarily the X's and O's of hockey at that point, but more of a, a profile of who he is as a person, who he was as a player, and who he is as a coach. And if anyone would like to get to know who Sylvain Lefebvre is beyond that exterior shell that's a great uh starting point so i certainly encourage uh, you and your all of the columbus blue jackets fans to check that out um and ryan we we can't thank you enough uh we should also we would be remiss to to not extend uh our deepest condolences to the entire columbus blue jackets family uh for the the loss of matisse kivlenix this week it's just a tragic tragic uh, bit of news, um, and we are we are so sorry. Our thoughts and condolences are with all of the fans and uh, his teammates there in Columbus. Thank you. We really appreciate all that. Uh, you can find Ryan at Hockey Hound Show on Twitter. Ryan, we can't thank you enough for joining us today, and uh, we'll have to check back in with you uh, maybe mid-season and see uh, see how Sylvain Lefebvre's shaping up for you guys. That sounds great. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you guys very much. Well, Rick, uh, that was a fun conversation with Ryan. um, And, you know, it's I I really couldn't be more sincere when when I said that we just wish nothing but the best for Lefebvre. I'm I'm very excited for him to get this opportunity to coach at the NHL level. And I I very much hope I I think that he and and Pascal Vincent are going to are going to work very well together. Um, And it sounds, as we've mentioned on this show before, that Brad Larson and Pascal Vincent uh, hit it off right away. So I think it's got the makings to be a very tight uh, coaching staff behind the bench in Columbus. And I'm really excited to see what they can do. Absolutely. And for a, a, a fan base who's welcoming uh, these three uh, to their team, they want to be positive. They, they, they want to know. Uh, they're inquisitive. And, and um, I think rather than, than just follow the, the false narratives that are out there on, on uh, social media, I, I give credit to those who, who want to reach out and find out what the story behind the story is. Absolutely. And, and like I said, we always encourage uh, f- hockey fans, followers, listeners, you name it, reach out to us on Twitter, ask the questions. And, and we, we really enjoy sharing our perspective and our experience uh, with, with a decade of credentialed reporting around the AHL. Uh, we're, we're happy to do that. And it was very exciting to, uh, to get to do a bit of that this week. Um, while, of course, the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning are on the quest for the Stanley Cup, um, they aren't the only ones. Um, the ECHL went through their entire postseason, and a very new Kelly Cup champion uh, was named this week uh, with their Kelly Cup finals Um Coming to a wrap this week, Uh, of course, uh, their playoffs were canceled last year due to to COVID-19. So technically, the the defending Kelly Cup champions from 2019 are the Newfoundland Growlers. Uh, They were not in the final this year, um, however, and it was Fort Wayne versus um, the South Carolina Stingrays and Rick. 
the Fort Wayne Comets appearing in the Kelly Cup Finals for the first time in its nine years in the ECHL are now the new Kelly Cup champions for the ECHL. Congratulations to Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne is an affiliate of the uh, the ECHL affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights and, of course, their association with Fort, um, with uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Um, South Carolina Stingway, Stingrays, those are, it is the ECHL affiliate of the Washington Capitals and, uh, of course, the Hershey Bears. Absolutely. So congratulations to them. Uh, very exciting time for them. Um, and just a reminder that there is still other <laughs> there is still other hockey going on. Um, and uh, congratulations to the ECHL for having a very full season. You'll remember we talked to you back in December. Uh, half of, of the teams in the ECHL who didn't opt out of this season due to COVID, um, there were a, a good number of them who started their seasons back in, in mid-December uh, and and more yep. teams then joined in January and February. The ECHL were the first ones in North America to get back to the rink and they carried their season all the way through to being able to fully participate in their postseason and their playoffs and award a Kelly Cup champion. So congratulations to, to the ECHL on, on that accomplishment. Um, on a On a Sadder note, I know we we touched on this uh, when our guest was on, but just want to pay our respects and offer our sincerest condolences to the Columbus Blue Jackets and to the f- teammates, friends, and families of Matisse Kivlenix. Um, most all of our listeners, I'm sure by now, have heard of his tragic passing due to a fireworks accident uh, while he was celebrating uh, the 4th of July here in the States. He's He's had decided to spend the summer here in the States uh, training. He was living with uh, Elvis Merzlikens and his wife. um, And just a really awful, awful bit of news this week at only 24 years of age uh, has stunned the Columbus Blue Jackets and Cleveland Monsters uh, families for sure. Uh, The Laval Rocket played against Kiv Lennox when he played for the Cleveland Monsters uh, quite a few times. Um, Anyone who watched the World hockey championships, uh, the men's world championships earlier this summer, about a month or six weeks ago, um, there was, there was a game towards the beginning of, of the, the round robin part of the tournament where in a huge upset, Latvia shut out team Canada two to nothing. Um, and it was actually, um, Matisse Kivlenix who was in goal for Latvia in that game. That was actually his last game that he played, um, a pretty, Pretty stunning upset uh, for Latvia and a, and a memorable game for him. Uh, but Rick, it's just it is just such an awful thing to hear about, uh, particularly uh, you know a young man, bright future ahead of him, obviously well loved by his teammates and 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 family and friends. And it's just terrible, terrible news this week. Tragic for the entire Columbus Blue Jackets organization and and all of the the. People that were involved, this happened in Michigan, Oakland County, and and uh, at the home of former Red Wings goaltender uh, Manny Legacy. Manny Legacy is the uh, goaltending coach for Columbus, and and um, you know to to all of his teammates and coaching staff and people in the organization, uh, we just uh, we we extend our condolences. Absolutely. One last thing before we leave, uh, we always offer you a feel-good finale. I should also say, if you'd like to reach out to Rick or I on Twitter, you're sh- welcome to do that. You can find Rick at AllHabs. Um, if you uh, are wanting to follow the Stanley Cup final coverage, be sure you're following Rick at AllHabs uh, as our Montreal Canadiens uh, hub uh, of coverage. He's got all of the news uh, about the Stanley Cup final for you there. And uh, you can always find me at Flyers Rule. And again, don't forget, at the AHL Report, at the Press Zone. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, And really, our feel-good finale this week is, uh, I've kind of dubbed it, there's a hockey hotbed ahead. You know, we talked about how it's so unique that we're watching NHL hockey being played in July. Um, If you think that hockey is going to die down after that, let me tell you what, this July, is just jam-packed because everything has been pushed to this month. So a Stanley Cup champion is going to be awarded, Rick. After that, uh, July is also going to have, I should mention, the Press Zone is going to celebrate their 200th episode later this month. Wow. 
be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a, a special day for sure. Then you've got the expansion draft that's going to happen. Two days later, the NHL entry draft takes place that same weekend. USA Hockey hosts Team Finland and Sweden to begin their week-long World Junior Summer Showcase to start getting those teams prepped for World Juniors. And of course, free agency opens up in the last week of the month. Um, It is nonstop. (laughs) I was looking at the NHL uh, critical dates calendar and, and things are happening uh, and, you know, as soon as the Stanley Cup playoffs are, are over, there will be things happening, uh, particularly with uh, respect to the expansion draft and, and, and uh, trade freezes uh, and, and lists that have to be submitted. And, and then, as you said, free agency and UFAs and RFAs and all of that. Uh, this, there's not going to be an off season, so you're wanna, gonna wanna stick close and, and uh, keep tuning in for our episodes to, uh, to stay informed about uh, what's going to happen. And soon enough, it's going to be the start of training camps and the new season. Shush. You just shush. <laughs> you just shush. <laughs> well, we can't thank you enough for joining us for another week of the Press Zone. Uh, it was a jam-packed show. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, buckle up. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting end to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we've got uh, maybe a few more games left to play. Canadians fans certainly hope it's uh, it's a few games left to play, uh, but we'll have all the coverage for you with that and all of the news from the AHL, the ECHL, and prospects as we start to then turn our attention towards the draft and free agency. So don't go anywhere. Uh, enjoy hockey the rest of this week. Stay safe. And of course, we'll see you back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.